Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Benjamin Swig. Hey, Benjamin, how are you? Hey, Ben, how you doing? I am well. I'm excited to talk to you, Benjamin, about everything that you are innovating in the healthcare space at Acadian. Uh, Benjamin... We don't have enough time for that. <laughs> Benjamin is the Director of Healthcare Innovation and Strategy at the Acadian Companies. He's also the Director of Acadian Health, which is one of their divisions. Um, we'll talk about all the things that Acadian is doing a bit, but perhaps some more than others, maybe some more of the innovation pieces. But Acadian Companies is quite a diverse group of businesses specializing in medical transportation, pre-hospital care, healthcare at home, industrial health, safety and environmental services, training, consulting, dynamic security equipment, monitoring for homes and businesses, charter flight services, world-class emergency medical services, education. So a healthcare-focused business, but covering the gambit of needed solutions in the space. And Benjamin, I believe, is maybe one of the key catalysts for making all of that happen. And so we'll talk about his role and how he's been working on the strategy with the team there for that. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career, Benjamin. Yeah, it's been a great career. Um, I've been an EMT paramedic for over 21 years, started out in college, um, and I was just on a pathway of uh, public health and um, clinical care uh, in the pre-hospital setting uh, over that over that course. Um, I uh, was able to study at Tulane and get a couple of master's degrees, one in public health and one in business. So I worked for the office of the Surgeon General, training some of our uh, finest emergency response providers uh, within the U.S. Public Health Service, and uh, started a, a co-founded a company called Ready Responders and exited and joined Acadian to help, uh, again, innovate and develop a strategy with a 51-year-old company uh, and move them forward uh, into the, the 2020s, I should say, or the, the 2000s, the two, probably 2022, yeah, 2023, so yeah. Into the future. Into the future, yes. Exactly, so this that's spectacular. I love the fact that you were working um, as an EMT, you said, while at Tulane. What, how spectacular, what an interesting experience that must have been handling Mardi Gras issues <laughs> so, and all, all of that nonsense. But tell me more about Acadian and your role and innovation at the company. Yeah, it's been really fun uh, to be with Acadian. Uh, my family has a family business and um, Acadian started out as a family business and, and morphed into an employee owned company. And so uh, you really have a large group of stakeholders um, who are invested in the company, invested in the growth, invested in um, the mission and the vision of the company. Uh, and we're really focused on um, improving outcomes, um, improving um, the, the quality and looking at how we can be a total cost of care uh, partner with our healthcare providers and healthcare um, clinical um, partners. And um, working at Acadian, um, I've been there for three years now. 
Um, started as a consultant, now uh, I'm full-time uh, working on innovation, strategy, and, and the in-home care division, which really seems to be blossoming with, um, again, the news of Dispatch Health raising $330 million and MetArrive, um, and then my, my former um, company uh, merging with a company called Nobis. Um, it is a space that is being realized as uh, an area that can really help uh, with cost containment, with quality, with engagement, um, and, and customer satisfaction that ultimately leads to reductions in total cost of care by bringing the right care to the person at the right time. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem to be a space that is filled with innovation right now. It's filled with new solutions that are trying to become the ones that offer more efficiency, um, perhaps more integration of, of capabilities, and Acadian is certainly well positioned in that space. But I mean, when you look out uh, in the landscape, what are some of the big trends that you're seeing uh, where Acadian's uh, playing? Yeah, so with the pandemic, again, you'll see plenty of articles and plenty of research now showing that people are more into using telehealth. And so during the pandemic, Acadian on our ambulance, we started integrating telehealth um, into our patient flow as a new standard. So if you called 911 and, and the paramedic showed up and took your vital signs and did everything that would um, that you would find in urgent care or, or initial stages in ER and found that your vital signs were healthy and um, you were sick but stable, uh, we could offer you and provide to you an urgent care telehealth consult with an ER physician. And to back that up, we have the formulary, the medications um, to actually provide the care, give you an IV, um, give you anti-nausea medications if you're pregnant and vomiting, for example, or um, if you had food poisoning, or if you had, um, again, a diabetic episode, we could give you the medication to, again, solve that, that uh, acute episode and have it backed up by an ER physician who, mm -hmm. again, would be overseeing that care, preventing an ER visit, um, mm -hmm. and allowing that patient a really good um, quality standard of care, um, staying in the home, not having to be sick and, and go and, and uh, interact with people in the hospital. Uh, and then, again, the recommendation to always follow up with your provider um, and call your provider after, after our encounter. So um, that you continues today. Do you think, Benjamin, that the idea of kind of more in-home care or some of these ideas that you're highlighting that really, I, I'd say, blossomed during, during the pandemic, uh, this idea of telehealth, right? It's been around for a while, but certainly took fold when we were all trying to manage COVID. I mean, uh, how are these trends going to play out and where, where do you guys fit into that? I would say that the pandemic forced the hands of, of organizations to do it because mm -hmm. um, it was kind of either a policy um, shift, uh, a research shift, or it just all of a sudden started to make sense. Um, Acadian Health has actually been doing in-home care and telehealth for over nine years. Wow. And we've been doing that with progressive um, health plans and progressive provider groups. Um, we um, have always been um, a direct-to-business, direct-to-provider, not direct-to-consumer, like some of the other competitors in the market, right. really focused on, again, utilization management and not overuse, but the right use of, of telehealth and in-home mm -hmm. care. Uh, and so we've always worked with providers and with health plans, not with consumers, to be that, that 
um, extra last mile of care. So if you called your provider and the provider said, hey, like you're obviously suffering from a um, heart failure episode, your, your legs are swollen, you're, you have fluid in your, in your um, excess fluid in your body, I can't treat you over the phone, but I can send someone to you to give you a medication and take your vital signs and check you out. And then I'm gonna, again, give them the orders um, in a hybrid type fashion. We've been doing that for nine years um, and engaging people in the home. And the pandemic I think, just brought that this was something that is safe. And even though we've been telling people it's been safe, even telling even people it's been effective, it's really again been a validator for, for all of our work that now, hey, everyone's doing it. And um, it's actually helping us now grow our business because more people are aware of it. Yeah. And um, they're now more um, apt to find a partner who's been doing it for nine years yeah. and not a startup that's just sort of come out of the woodworks from the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, nine years is a lot of experience for sure and, and valuable experience that you're able to apply during something like the pandemic. But the pandemic certainly threw so many variables at us. <laughs> I'd just be curious to hear, Benjamin, as someone who plays around with innovation, you know, the challenges that you, you saw and then the opportunities that really sprung out of that moment. I think the pandemic was definitely um, a gut check for a number of companies when it comes to just continuity of operations and having uh, plans in place to operate in um, hybrid environments. And it was, being with Acadian was very unique because they they are in emergency response all the time. Yeah. Um, I myself, 10 years ago, no, back in 2005, um, drafted pandemic influenza plans. Mm. And so like before the pandemic started kicking in, we were having discussions and meetings, like what are we going to do? And we have a 24 hour like communication center that we have to operate. How are you going to do that? How are we going to keep people um, on the ambulances? And what if we run low on staff? And what we like and first set out to do is to figure out like how do we best prepare for this? And so we pushed for legislation around allowing for um, non EMTs to drive ambulances because mm. and then looking to school bus drivers because now school's not in session. How do you right. like use a resource that's available to, and and available to drive like large vehicles? Right. Um, and now you can drive a large ambulance. And so we were just like sort of building our plan on continuity. And um, it, it was, again, really great to work with an organization who is, again, who got it and did it fast. Like, again, we had scrubbers in our HVAC system so that the air was constantly getting cleaned in our communication center. So, and people were wearing masks. So we did like wow. the best practices to keep 24 seven emergency communication centers open. Because when you pick up the phone and call 911, you don't want to say, hey, we're out of gas. We don't need drivers. And yeah. sorry, we can't come. You don't do that um, yeah. when you're a 50 year old company you're expected to be there. And so working with that, uh, working with, with an Acadian uh, really demonstrated that um, you can do the right thing um, and you can be there and um, you will be there. Yeah. And I, I, I really think, I mean, the idea of, of how you were able to navigate that time and really provide that frontline response that was so critical. Thank you. Uh, thank you to everyone at Acadian, certainly for all of that. And yeah, I can see the, how that's going to be critical going forward. It was, um, again, inspiring every day to work with people who, again, were putting themselves forward, taking the risks, um, and it, not just for them, but for their families. And again, really stepping up when they didn't have to. And 
it was, um, again, to go through months and months and months of was definitely um, a lot on a lot of people. Yeah. And um, luckily, I get to also work on our health plan. And Acadian, um, again, offers 100% free mental health. We just expanded our mental health offerings. So now you can have virtual primary, you can have virtual mental health. You can see mm -hmm. a mental health provider in person. We have um, on scene, on site um, and um, available uh, mental health providers, peer support specialists and an EAP. Yeah. Um, so the company really stepped up as well to support people as much as they possibly could, which That's has been, amazing. again, also a wonderful, again, company to work for that recognizes, hey, these people are putting out, um, they're part of our um, employee owned, again, um, company, and we need to make sure that our employees are supported um, during these times. So, you know, Benjamin, as someone who looks after innovation, perhaps you've heard this idea before, put on your Nostradamus hat for a second and look forward into 2023. And what's on the horizon in, in the industry that Acadian plays in and for the division that you really drive, which is Acadian Health? I think it's, it's showing value in your care. Um, I think it's, uh, I think the ambulance industry for a really long time has been seen as a fee-for-service industry. Yes, there is fee-for-service um, in the scheduled transports that are just low acuity. A person's bed-bound, a person just cannot walk, they can't be in a wheelchair, they need an ambulance to get from point A to point B. Um, and that's a fee-for-service um, experience where, and it's a necessity. But in the, in the care space, um, there's a lot of room um, to show um, where the value is um, in the care provided by a pre-hospital provider. Um, an example being, if we get called for someone with asthma, um, can we um, identify that they're mild? And can we provide them with albuterol and steroids at their home, consult with an ER physician? And they just got the same care that they would have gotten at an ER with a paramedic versus a facility, a nurse, a doctor, a respiratory therapist. They're all given the same drug. They're all given the yeah. same consult. And we just did that in the home for a fraction of the price, right? Or if we have someone who's more critical, moderate, for example, and then we start that care. When, when the patient arrived at the hospital, did they get worse? Did they stay the same? Or did they get better? Yeah. And really starting to analyze the in-home care piece and um, ED diversion and demonstrating through um, the data that we collect together as an ambulance and also as a hospital, um, the value of the care provided by the ambulance services and their providers. Yeah. And showing that there is a play and there's, there is a positive in quality outcomes and total cost of care. When you're following the key performance indicators um, that are operational and clinical in nature. Benjamin, you know, what you're saying is so fascinating because it's starting to paint a vision of how you perhaps and how Acadian sees the future of healthcare. Uh, and, and I think it's fascinating. Do you, do you envision a, a time where, let's say, a, an ambulance solution would, would arrive and they're almost assessing? Uh, it's almost like a true extension of the the hospital? Is that how you're envisioning it? So it almost becomes that in-home in-home experience could really be almost like the first room of the hospital for someone? I think or, um, in the future or even presently, um, it's 
it's working with patients and providers where 911 isn't the first call, right? The first call is to your doctor mm. and the doctor gives the chance to assess you over the phone, right? And, and when the doctor can't assess you over the phone or when the doctor determines over the phone that he needs someone else to help, then he calls an ambulance service that has um, a, um, a mobile health unit like Acadian does. And we bring the tools, we bring the point of care lab testing that can do strep, that can do um, blood analysis, that can draw bloods, that has the medications. And so I think in the future, you're gonna see a shift from always calling 911 to calling your doctor and then your doctor's gonna call the mobile healthcare unit that has mm -hmm. the tools of urgent care, that has the tools of the ER, and also has the linkages to mobile x-ray and another mobile unit that does something else so that we truly are um, creating observational like um, experience or, 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 um, or healthcare experiences that, that do occur in the home and yeah. keep them out of a high cost facility um, yeah. because those hospitals also wanna, again, make sure that their, their beds are filled with people who need to be there and not people who don't need to be there because there's staff burnout. And it all sort of like plays into the big sort of ecosystem of healthcare of get the right things to the, the right um, experiences and the right, right facilities. Don't burn out your staff, give them the opportunity to uh, operate at the, the top end of their, their licensure and their scope of practice yeah. and, and give the patient like a really good experience um, and, yeah. and acknowledge them for doing the right thing, calling their doctor first, not calling 911 first or going to the ER. Yeah, I, I really love what you're saying. And uh, I certainly am excited to see this future unfold that uh, you and the Acadian team are building. Benjamin, it's been amazing having you on Uncaged. If someone wanted to learn more about what Acadian is doing in general, as well as Acadian Health more specifically, uh, where's the best place to reach you? Yeah, they can go to our website, Acadian Companies. They can go to um, Acadian Health's website, acadianhealth.com, or they can reach out to me via LinkedIn. And uh, their backend team does a phenomenal job of working with me as, as my social media support. So congratulations, Benjamin. Uh, I love the way that uh, you guys are building a, a new healthcare system. Um, we've been speaking with Benjamin Swig. Benjamin wears two hats at the Acadian Group. He is the director of Acadian Health. He's also the director of healthcare innovation and strategy at the Acadian Companies. Uh, the Acadian Company started way back in 1971 as a small ambulance service, but now is a diverse group specializing in medical transportation, pre-hospital care, healthcare at home, industrial health, safety and environmental services, training, consulting, dynamic security equipment, monitoring for homes and businesses, charter flight services, and world-class emergency medical services and education. And I would say the integration, the integration in the way of thinking holistically about all of that stuff. Benjamin, thank you so much for being on Uncaged Day, and we look forward to having you back. Thanks, Ben. Cheers.